It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the logos, and much more. Now, here's Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. I welcome you if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. We welcome you as well. The Instagram, at MikeAdams2.0. Before we get started with Factor Fiction, I do have to say this. I've been watching the World Cup, and I've been watching it closely. And I have to say this. For those of you who think the Super Bowl is the biggest sporting event, in the world, I hate to tell you, the World Cup is. And that includes any sport. It doesn't matter what sport you can come up with. And I'm going to tell you why before we get to fact or fiction. The magnitude of a loss is not just for the team per se. It's for the entire country that you're representing. Similar to the Olympics. If somebody wants to argue the Olympics... I can listen to that or debate or challenge. But the World Cup, there's teams who lose and the coach is fired immediately or asked to leave. There's teams that they are expected to be there. They may not get there. And before we go to fact or fiction, the toughest job I've found out now when it comes to sports is being a referee of a soccer game in the World Cup. I firmly believe that. And we're going to see it now in the round of 16. Now let's get to fact or fiction. Micah Frankel, welcome back from Orlando, Florida. Vacation was good. I'm well rested. Good to see you, Mike. Hope you had a happy turkey day. My favorite. It was good, Mike. Are you ready? I'm ready. The U.S. got it right. The World Cup, we're playing soccer. Soccer. And the U.S. is in the round of 16. They're going to play the Netherlands today. And here's the thing, Micah. I'm excited for this young team because not only are they making noise right now, but we can count on this team now in 2026 where it could be in the U.S. if they haven't announced it yet, but I think it might be. But could you imagine this team, if they get by the Netherlands today, they would be in the eight, and now we're talking, Micah. This is a good run for the U.S. And we're talking some powers have went down. Did I see Mexico didn't advance? The host nation did not advance? We are looking at a different kind of cup this year. Last weekend, we saw the PFL debut on pay-per-view. Kayla Harrison goes down. This loss takes her out. Of notoriety. Yeah, fact. And and I think, Micah, nobody expected that unless you did. Uh, it was a shock to me, but it's hard to beat somebody three times in a row. Larissa Pacheco, when you looked at it, it's easier to try to catch first place than it is to always keep yourself ahead of the pack. And that's a good point. And anytime, anything you do three times is going to be difficult. Look, that's why they play seven in the NBA Finals, right? That's why you can go to Game 7 in a World Series. That's why, Micah, because you don't know what's going to happen. Regis Progress proved he is back 
in name recognition and back to being a pay-per-view caliber fighter. Yeah, I, I want to say, I'm not going to say completely fact. I don't know if he's back to pay-per-view just yet. Is he an incredible fighter? Fact, for sure. I just don't see him selling that many pay-per-views right now. Got the belt back around his waist. What a comeback story. I'd pay to watch him fight. I thought that was that caliber of performance. Excited to see if they can get some cross-promotional stuff going, get him maybe another title fight. This weekend, Tyson Fury back in the ring. This one, though, it's possible you can miss it. Well, I don't like missing anything about Tyson Fury, so fiction fact, anytime Tyson Fury fights, it's entertaining. It's entertaining from the ring entrance to the after the fight. You just don't know what's going to happen, and he's a performer. And to me, maybe, Micah, and I know a lot of people, go to the Instagram at MikeAdams2.0 if you disagree, may be the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. We said it's hard to beat somebody for a third time. Well, that's what Tyson's trying to do. A trilogy nobody asked for after he knocked out the same fighter two times. I could pass on the pay-per-view bucks for this one. But could you pass on this weekend Bud Crawford also stepping out on his own, the same platform that Mr. Progross had fought on. Is this must-watch for you, Mike Adams? Well, for me, uh, fact, and, and I'll tell you why. I'm the biggest uh, Terrence Crawford fan. For me, the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world as we speak. And I've said this probably for the past five years. I want to see him fight Earl Spence. He has to stay active, so he takes this fight. He's back in Omaha, Nebraska. So... Is it pay-per-view worthy? I don't know about that yet, Micah, but I think he needs this tune-up fight because if Errol Spence is next, that's going to be the biggest one of them all and a pay-per-view giant. This weekend's UFC Fight Night or Orlando. Believe me, people, there was strong consideration that I would just stay an extra week to cover that beauty. This card might be the most stacked non-pay-per-view card of the year from the UFC. I, I would say fact, Micah, and people need, needed it. I mean, how much pay-per-view dollars can you possibly spend? How about a free uh, showing every once in a while? So I'm happy that you're going to have tremendous fights. And, and here's the other thing. Next week when you're in Las Vegas, that's a big pay-per-view with Glover Teixeira. But no pay-per-view on Glover Teixeira? Glover Teixeira, you didn't see the news? Keep up with KateMinds.com, Mike. I know you need to. Glover Teixeira, Yuri Prochaska, that fight is off. Prochaska suffering what the UFC doctors have called the worst shoulder injury they've ever seen. Prochaska, this is a man's man of all men. He has vacated the light heavyweight title. Glover Teixeira said, hey, Prochaska's an orthodox standing fighter. I'll fight another orthodox fighter as replacement. He said he'd fight Jan Blahovich. Blahovich in the co-main event with Magomed Ankilaev. The UFC said no. Ankilaev is on a nine-fight win streak. The young Russian is the number one contender. He is the replacement fighter. Teixeira said, that's a southpaw. You sure you can't give me some time? The UFC said, you could have the time you need. Blahovich. Ankulayev, new light heavyweight champion, to be crowned next week when I'm in Las Vegas. That's some breaking news. That's almost a little bit why 
I think this card might be bigger because this weekend we got a main event of Stephen Thompson, Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland, big name, RDA going back up to 170 to take on Brian Barbarina. Barbarina just beat Robbie Lawler. Ty Tuivasa, international superstar, taking on Sergey Pavlich. Top 10 ranked Jack Hermanson. You have young up-and-comers like uh, Emily Dakota, Nico Price. You got Mark DeCasey, Amanda Hebus versus Tracy Cortez on the undercard. There's bits and pieces of this card that even though I'll be there next week, this one is probably the most stacked fight night that we've got for free all year long. Well, I'll tell you what. The excitement is there. The Teixeira deal, I didn't know they had wiped the slate clean with them. I knew they were looking for an opponent. And unfortunately, according to you right now, breaking the news, Teixeira will be scratched. Is that official? No longer fighting next weekend. We will wait to see. I am hopeful that this just means that Teixeira is in line to fight the winner of Blahovich and Kilayev. They're really just signing up to go two more rounds. They jump into that main event status. And Mike Adams, I don't know if you heard it, but other breaking news. This is not official, but this is the rumor mill turning it out. March, Las Vegas. Henry Cejudo. Aljamain Sterling, Bantamweight title fight to co-main event, John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. Those are the rumors. Not official. Those are the rumors. Well, here's the thing, Micah. Let's stay here for a minute. You said the co-feature or the co-main? The co-main event, the co-feature, however you want to put it. John Jones. No, no, that would be the main yeah, event. Yeah, okay. Your I just want to make sure. feature is Cejudo Sterling. Your main event is that World Heavyweight yeah, title. Yeah, it'd fight. have to be, Micah, because when I heard it originally, you said Cejudo Sterling, and then I said, that's a big fight. That's a co-main event. And then when you said Jones and Ganu, I that's mean, that's your main event. Yeah, that's not just your main event, but you could put that fight on by itself with no undercard. You are right about that. That one's a fact. Here's another fact of fiction for you. Devin Booker's taking that next step in his game. That's fact. 51 the other night. The guy's on fire. A lot of 50s. A lot of guys putting up 50 in the NBA right now. 50's getting a little bit easier for people, it seems like. Hey, Booker just didn't go 50. He went 50 on 20 of 25 shooting. 80% from the field. He roasted and toasted, then flambeed my Chicago Bulls. Well, and my, my the Chicago, a couple of weeks ago, they benched Zach Levine. I mean, what's going on in Chicago? What is happening in Chicago? Zach Levine's knee injury is worse than once was thought, and he does not have the elevation or the lift. And let's be honest, as much as I love Zach Levine, he is an offensive assassin, and if he is not able to get off on that first step, not able to get the elevation to dunk or to get the separation on his jump shot, it makes it harder to keep him on the court with him not being the top perimeter defender next to Alex Caruso. A lot of this really, it all stems from how much they miss Lonzo Ball and how his mystery knee injury is still hampering him and keeping him off the court. This team is yet not looking good. But amazingly, and this is a cheap shot, still one more win than the Lakers right now. One more win than the Lakers, Micah. Keep them coming. I had this one. This is off of Fact of Fiction, but I wanted to ask you. We've all been praising the start for Luka Doncic. They're 10-10. and 10. If you look at some of the teams that are 11-11, and 11, like the Miami Heat, they're having a bad year. Do we just have an unbalanced grading system? Well, I think Luka Doncic is one of those guys, Micah, that have put up a triple-double, that have hit a last-second shot. Luka is his own brand. See, Luka is becoming his own brand. When you're a superstar and you brand your own name, Luka, think about this, Micah. Name a player in the NBA, Shaq, 
One word name, right? It was Shaq. It was Magic. It was Bird. Add Luca. It was Kobe, right? One word. It was Air, right? You got that right. And, and Luca. You are right. Luca's name is working his way into that conversation as he's working his way into being the leader in the MVP race. The Celtics, though, look like the most complete team in the NBA. That's a pure fact. And they're going to be hard, hard to beat in the East, Micah. But the East is, is shining right now. Kyrie hit the jumper the other night. Durant, I think, went for 50 the other night. The Nets are playing better. Ben Simmons is coming along. Joel Embiid goes for 50 the other night. The East is back. The East is looking great. You can't forget that the Cavs are there. And even the Pistons and the Magic that aren't winning a lot, they're still watchable basketball. The East is back and at least playing basketball in a fun manner. And when you look at the Celtics, Malcolm Brogdon has fit in seamlessly. Being that true point guard off the bench has made all the difference in the world for that group. A no-turnover game against the Patriots has everyone breathing a sigh of relief over Josh Allen. Yeah, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you were probably thinking of the four Super Bowls, right? The field goals that went to the side or wide right, whatever you want to call them. But to have a game with no turnovers is huge news for the Bills. And for those of you keeping scored home, in the Super Bowl, I have the Bills-Cowboys. Still, even though KC looks great, the Niners look great. I'm still going with the Bills-Cowboys. Last night, the Bills found something. They found a running game. And if you can take some pressure off of Josh Allen, all the better to have him more effective towards the end of this season. Reportedly, we're down to the San Francisco Giants and the New York Yankees in the Aaron Judge bidding war. That contract is easily going to surpass $350 million. Absolutely fact. Don't be surprised, Mike. I think the Yankees were wanting more. Should have been a World Series year. You know that. I know that. And Aaron Judge, who had a remarkable year, just becomes the scapegoat at the end. The Giants get involved. Money talks. He'll stay in New York. Hopefully he does. What's the update on the Trey Turner talks? Uh, I don't know the update as of we speak right now, but I do know this, Micah. If Aaron Judge leaves New York, ticket sales are going south. They have to go south. This would be the biggest letdown, the biggest free agent to walk, quite possibly ever from the Yankees. You just can't let that happen. Back over to the World Cup, did have a question for you. Factor fiction, Germany's exit was more surprising than Mexico's. They're both surprising. Equally surprising. So, fact, fact, right? Who would have thought? 44 years was the last time Mexico didn't make the round of 16, Micah. Germany has won, what, three or four World Cups? So you three. just You just expect them there, right? And then now we're getting teams, you know, that people didn't expect. But I'll th- I will say this about the World Cup, Micah. This has had me engaged from the go. First, it was U.S., right? We're watching the U.S. Then everybody. Then the day Argentina gets upset, you're like, what? And then they say Mexico didn't make it. And I saw Mexico-Argentina's game. And I'm thinking to myself, this is intriguing. Not only is it good, good sport, it's intriguing. Was it intriguing that Canelo wanted to have a conversation 
with Messi. Well, and I'll tell you what. Messi is the greatest soccer player of all time. Canelo, you know, he's a big fan, right? His team just gets beat. He felt disrespected in what Messi did. But I don't think Messi wants any part of Canelo, and I think Canelo will realize that Messi's a, a gentleman, and I don't think he would do anything intentionally. So I think that will mesh out later on, Micah. But when it's the day of, and Mexico's out for the first time in 44 years, there's some heat. I don't even understand how that jersey ended up in that locker that's room. The, that's the interesting part, right? Yeah, how does that one end up on that side? That's even more interesting. More interesting than what we've seen out of Jets starting quarterback Zach Wilson, who he will never start for the Jets again. Uh, it'd depend. Okay, because the Jets are what, 7-4? Seven 7-4. and 7-4. Four? Seven and four. Seven and four. Um, They had a good outing last week. So I don't want to say fact that Zach, that he's done. I don't want to say Wilson's done right now. I don't want to say fact. I got more faith in Dennis the Menace terrorizing Mr. Wilson than we do of Zach Wilson making the right decision on the football field. He gets out there. He's too wild, too chaotic. Some guys, Lamar, Jalen, Patrick, they ab-lib, and it's to their strength. This guy plays in the offense. It's to his strength. Throw away the ball and be a conservative quarterback. It looks like Mike White, as we saw last week, just by playing solid ball, may take that job. It will be interesting, Micah. Patrick Mahomes, he has to be the leader in the MVP race at this point. I would probably say fiction right now, although I'd have him up there in the top three. I think one is Jalen Hurts right now. That's where I'd put Jalen Hurts at. And, you know, Jefferson from the Vikings is having an incredible year, the wide receiver. So he he's probably in the running as we speak, Micah. And then, of course, you know, this is going to sound, I mean, how do you, the, the, the rookie from the Detroit Lions, Micah, played at the University of Michigan, is having an incredible year. So I think it's up for grabs. Is Mahomes' name in there? Absolutely. Oh, we got to give it to Patrick Mahomes because Josh Allen, 11 turnovers, costly turnovers on the red zone. Josh Allen played last night. Patrick Mahomes still 150 yards more passing than what we're seeing. Where's Jalen Hurts in your list? Jalen Hurts has to be top five, but that's because of his dual threat ability. He is in there, but if I'm just going with who's my leader... It's Patrick Mahomes far and away. It was Josh Allen until the last two weeks. Patrick Mahomes easily giving that man first place. Zion Williamson, this is the year, and he has been a revelation this year. Uh, incredible fact. And can you imagine him healthy for a whole year? What would happen? Can you imagine? And his shooting percentage, you mentioned Booker shooting 80, 20 for 25. That's one night. night. Yeah, that's one night. Zion does this almost every night. 59% field goal percentage. Had that one in my back pocket ready for you. Scoring 23 points a game. Six boards. Four assists. Inside Baby Shaq muscling everybody around. This is what we were promised. And Zion is delivering. Not to mention, he's a fixture on the Sports Center Top 10. Well, and I'll say this too, Micah. You mentioned Baby Shaq. He reminds me more of Barkley, right? Like a Carl Malone Barkley just physical presence that take over games. Barkley and Malone, two of the best players to ever do it. 
Now, is there anybody I've ever seen play like Shaq? Not in my lifetime. That was an unbelievable. To me, this is me again. And this is not me favoring the Lakers. And I know a lot of Kareem fans are going to say something. Shaq's the greatest center of all time. Oh, oh! You can you can go in the greatest center of all time. I thought you were talking about Zion needing to get to the Lakers. I was about to just go on a rant that can't you let New Orleans have anything? Let the Pelicans, let the Nola have some. Drew Brees is gone. Zion owns that city. You bring the playoffs there, it'll be electric. You got to watch those young Pelicans. They're actually showing something this year. We mentioned Luca. I think that Jason Tatum is going head-to-head with him, though, in that MVP conversation. Yeah, fact, for sure. And I think Tatum is actually the best player in the NBA right now as far as performance on the floor. Performance on the floor, Jason Tatum brings it every night. Not the best player per se that I would take one, but the best performing player right now. 31.6 points per game, 8 boards, 4.5 assists on 48% field goal percentage, over 27 points in 7 of his last 8 games. He's almost NBA Jam status. He's on fire. I this like year, it. it's a different level from Jason Tatum. Now, I, here's what... I, I like that, Mike. I like the... What, what do we call that? The audio effect? The audio effect? Throwing that, 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 that was almost T-Pain-ish right there, right? I don't think I could get that high. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Boston has the biggest home ice, home court advantage in all of sports. When you say home court, home ice, you're talking Bruins? Talking Bruins, talking Celtics, talking Boston. Yeah, well, throw the Red Sox in there, too. I think the fans are passionate, for sure. I think it's hard to play there, regardless of sport. And I don't know if there's a couple other cities, Micah, that hold it down, too. But it's tough to win in Boston. It's tough to win in Boston, and especially last month, those Bruins and Celtics combined to be 16-0 and at home, right there in the garden, with the Celtics picking up seven of those wins, nine for the Bruins. That's why I was bringing them up. Keeping in that Boston theme, maybe we should have a guy returning to that area. It's been a rough season in Tampa. Should Tom Brady return to the Patriots as a free agent this year. I'm going to say fiction. I don't think he should stay in Tampa either. I get what you're saying. Come home, Tom Brady. This is home for you. I understand exactly where you're going. I just don't see him going back to the Patriots. and I I don't know exactly where he would want to go right now, Micah. Can you imagine him with the Tennessee Titans? With a Derrick Henry who can really take pressure off of you? How good would he be there? I don't know, but I don't think Tampa's the home for him. And I think if he's going to make a run, does Garoppolo stay in the mix in San Fran or does he go really home where he's from, California? Brady to the Patriots, Brady to the Niners, both of those possibilities. Could Garoppolo be the other man where he ends up in Tampa or as a Patriot, depending on where Tommy decides to two-step to. But I think if you look at it, returning to Robert Kraft, returning to play for the franchise that made TB12, returning home, him and Bill looking at each other and understanding we were better together than we were apart. And Tom even had that opportunity and stuck it to him and made his point be known. I am relevant in this relationship too. I could do it without you, but let's have one last hurrah together. The story writes itself. Tom 
cares about legacy. He cares about how we're going to look at him. I don't think he wants a third jersey. I think there's too much pressure to win if you go home to San Francisco. I think if you go home to New England, you win on top of the nostalgia. It's a cherry on top of the Sunday. Isn't it very similar, Micah, to the way Joe Montana went to Kansas City, took him to the playoffs, did everything over there? I just want to see Tom Brady win again. And 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 here's the thing, the greatest to do it of all time. I think 12. I think he's retiring as a Patriot. It's up to this scenario though. Wouldn't it be cooler to see him do it for a season instead of for a day like most guys do? Yeah, that's a good point. You, that was fact or fiction. Incredible run right there. You came back with some energy. Not only are you rocking the Simpsons, but you came back with some energy. Came back with some energy. One last factor fiction before we finish the segment. South Carolina, those women, heavily favored to repeat this year? Absolutely. Fact. They should go back-to-back. They should. There's a couple of tough teams out there. I was still I was still great. Okay, Lynn Clark put up 45 the other yeah. night. Even in a losing effort, she is special. But Alicia Boston... Oh, just just watch that number one ranked team in the country. And the number one pick in the WNBA draft, of course. Micah, last week I forgot to mention, Micah was rocking the old school feelers, multicolored, that are going to go great with that new hat you have. That's a new hat. Don't tell me that's a Chicago Bulls year and a half ago hat. That Simpsons hat's brand new. You know, I came back from vacation with a new little trinket. Yes, I'm rocking the Simpsons hat. Maybe a Simpsons t-shirt. All all of a sudden, my sister informed me that I'm a Hufflepuff. But of course, the feelers are kicking all the colors of the t-shirts I got. And fortunately for me, with Thanksgiving, I got to get away from the you pick them where you're catching up to me. Well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm surpassing you. That was fact or fiction. You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 ESP. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0. Shout out to Sergio Bermudez and the Bermudez Brothers. They gave away over 1,500 turkeys out at the El Mesquite Market on 98th and Central. What an unbelievable kind gesture to do and to give back to the community. Now, Micah... I'm I'm stuck on World Cup for a minute, and I have to tell you why. I was thinking of all the sporting events, everything, right? From the U.S. Open to Wimbledon to the Super Bowl to the World Series to a prize fight, right? Be it MMA, be it boxing. Is there anything bigger sporting-wise than the World Cup because of the magnitude that you don't represent a team per se, you represent your country? The Olympics rivals it because they pull to that same audience because FIFA builds off of what the Olympics originally was. And in that thought, it's not just the World Cup. you got to remember, it's the FIFA World Cup. So as we say, this football or soccer tournament, depending on how you like to categorize the sport, is the biggest one in the world. Don't forget, they are vehemently trying to make basketball just as popular. So to say the World Cup is the biggest event in the world in 2022 is correct. But in 2028, in 2032, they're looking to try to put basketball on that same level. And depending on how big it is, you can almost say the Olympics are bigger because it's not just one sport. We're talking about multiple sports. So just as an event itself, 
the Olympics probably are bigger, I'd argue, because more countries take part, I believe. Well, here's the other thing, Micah. You have to qualify. They do all these regionals when it comes to the World Cup. But let's take a step back when you talk about basketball trying to get to that magnitude. I think the sport closest that almost got there and and could, could say they've been there is the sport you cover. I think the UFC has done well in almost going to every country. Think about that. They have representation from everywhere. Everywhere, Micah. And they made it global. So they made mixed martial arts global. Boxing is global, right? But in essence, when you talk about whatever country hosts this and you have fans coming from around the world, what's the economic development look like for the home country not just for one night, Micah, not just for one spectacle, but for three weeks, three weeks of entertainment. And as we said earlier, we didn't expect Germany to lose. We didn't expect Mexico to lose. So you have these other countries now like Japan, Morocco, who are in. What's that fan base look like now? So from that standpoint, Micah, I don't, I, I don't know if there's a bigger event in that time frame. I can see the Olympics and, and the challenging debate we could have because it is more sports. You know, you're going to crown Olympians and boxing, track and field, and this is one sport, soccer. But I think it just captures so much audience. And look, for a guy who I appreciate soccer, Messi's been my favorite player from day one, Ronaldo, Pele. But at the end of the day, Micah, this is an incredible run for World Cup. It's been an incredible run. It's a different kind of World Cup. We, we've seen the atmosphere. You always get the pageantry. You'll see the passion. It comes out and it extends. But don't forget, I believe they have soccer included in the Olympics. So think about this now, Micah. Let's take it a step further. Because referees have a tough job as it is. NFL, MLB... NBA, you have one referee, Micah, on an entire field. That's it. One guy who watches the entire soccer field. Now, that would be a little bit of pressure. You hold up a yellow card or a red card, a little bit of pressure. You can't be at every kick, can you? You can position your... How does one guy cover that much ground, Micah? That's what I want to know. You miss a lot of stuff. We, we know they're missing a lot of stuff. There's a couple jersey pulls. That's why when somebody goes down, right away, it's all pandemonium and chaos because nobody knew what happened, but somebody fell to the ground. Well, the other thing is this. Think about this. Why one referee? Like, I want to, I'm going to bring somebody in who's a, who knows soccer upside down. I want to know why there's only one referee. In football, you don't have one referee. In basketball, you don't have one. Then you'd figure there's at least you'd figure there's at least four to five for soccer with how large the field is with it being able to go across the field the ball just so that you're able to stay out of the action. I will say this in watching the games, Mike. The refs are nonstop. I didn't see one walk. In the games I watched, consistently jogging or running for 90 minutes. Now there's two, you know, 45 and 45. I get it. But still, Micah. That was impressive for me. The referees of soccer may be the toughest job of all referee jobs. I I, I, I have to say it. 
referees just constantly on the run. Some reason my mind just went to that's probably what I looked like at the at the Thanksgiving Day buffet last week. <laughs> just constantly on the run. <laughs> Got to get that second. Wait, do you have a little bit more gravy? Wait, wait, was that glaze? Oh, that was glaze. That was good. <laughs> Mike, it's time for you pick them. And 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 I have to say it the way I heard it way back when. You pick them. And right now, how we're picking them. The last week that we played, the because la- I was not here last week. Last week that we played, I came in with a seven and five record. Mike storming back nine and three on the week. That meant my three game lead is down to one. Mike is thirty one and eighteen. While I sit at thirty two and seventeen. Wow, Micah, what a percentage! Neck and neck. Right there, it is a close race, and we're going to start out near and dear to my heart as the Broncos head to the Ravens. I like the Ravens in this game, Mike. I think the Broncos have imploded. I think they're done. I think the season's done. What do the Broncos do next? And I know a lot of Denver Bronco fan, Micah, the Ravens win this game. Ravens should win this game. They were in the driver's seat. They have to shore up that defense. I am not comfortable with them in the long haul, but against such a dysfunctional unit where – Defensive linemen are yelling at the quarterback, going with my flock, the Ravens. Now we're going to go to near and dear to Mike's heart. They are charging in L.A., but they're heading over to Vegas to take on the Raiders. Herbert versus Carr. Pretty sure we know which way Mike Adams is going. Well, and I'm I'm not just picking this with my heart, Micah, because the Raiders beat the Broncos. Then they came back and beat a good Seattle team in overtime. Jacobs with the 80-yard run. I just think momentum is on Vegas's side. I think the Chargers are getting healthy. I'm going Raiders. You, momentum is on their side. I feel like we've seen Herbert collect some pieces. The guys are getting healthy. And if I'm not mistaken, the Chargers are coming off of a win. Also, I got to go with the better quarterback at this point. I'm going against you. I'm taking the Chargers. Steelers, Falcons, talk about a team going in the right direction. Falcons surprised me a couple weeks ago, but the Steelers, I feel like they're really turning on all cylinders since that defense has come together. What do you say? Yeah, I like Pittsburgh in this. and um, Pittsburgh, a lot of people didn't pick them uh, that last week, Micah, that we did this. I like Pittsburgh. I'm going Pittsburgh. I'm going Pittsburgh. Watt is back. Fitzpatrick is back. And Pickett looks to be the quarterback of the future. Falcons are still trying to search for themselves. I'm going with the Steelers. Aaron Rodgers, he's banged up, but it looks like he is going to play. We're still questionable on Aaron Jones. They beat the Bears 27-10 in Week 2. The Packers visit Chicago. Who you got? I'm going with the Bears, Micah. No, you know what? Micah, I'm not going with the Bears. You know who I'm going with? Who are you going with? The Bears. The Bears? I, I like the Bears. See, you you can't fake me out like that. I already typed down the Packers because it looked like that's which way you were about to say. But for the record, got Mike Adams taking the Bears. I'm going the other way. I haven't seen enough life out of the Bears, it looks like it's getting cold. It's getting harder for Justin Fields to run. Well, I do like him in the future. Right now, I'm feeling like the Packers have to be able to pull this one out. They won 27-10. to 10. The offense is stifled, but they have a well defense still taking the Packers here. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars, they surprised the Ravens last week. This week, they travel to Detroit to take on Mike's Lions. I'm going with the Lions, Mike. I don't know how the Lions became my second team in all this, but I'm going with the Lions. For the record, if they could beat my Ravens, I got to go with them the following week. Justin Lawrence has shown something this year. The run game has shown something. They got Moxie. I'm taking the Jaguars on the line or on the road to make it two in a row. Now, not so high on this road team. The Jets, yes, they flew high last week with Mike White, first time as the starter, but they're flying into Minnesota, into Justin Jefferson, into Dalvin Cook, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, this one's tough on me, on who to pick, Micah. It really is, because the Jets are, they're 7-4, and four, Micah. New England 6-6. Six and six. The Jets are 7-4, and four, and they need an upset special. They do, but I'm not going with the Jets on this one. I am going to stick with you and go with the Vikings. It's not that I don't think they made the right choice at quarterback. It's just kind of proven that you get that one-week pick-me-up when you make this move, and the team usually comes back down to earth in the second week. So I'm going with the Vikings. Commanders visit the Giants. If you look at the playoff picture, every team in the NFC East is currently slotted in as a playoff team who do you think comes out on top here? I like the commanders in this one. And and I'll tell you why, Michael. You talk about momentum. This may be the hottest team in the NFL. Robinson is just kicking it into another gear. Well, Saquon Barkley is slowing down. I don't believe that Daniel Jones can get it done doing more. We've seen Heineke win a playoff game, I believe, last year. Going with the Commanders, we're thinking alike there. The Tennessee Titans visit the Eagles. This could be one of the fastest games of the season with how these two teams like to run the clock and just run it down. Who are you running for? This is what I'm going to do, Micah. I always have an upset special. I don't even know who's favored. But I'm going with the Tennessee Titans in this one. Going with the Tennessee Titans. You've picked them before to pull off the upset. They showed us the upset earlier this year and being able to out- tough the Kansas City Chiefs but I'm going with the Eagles they showed me something last week they were physical they beat up the Green Bay Packers that momentum is just rolling for a team that I wouldn't be surprised to see in the Super Bowl I'm taking the Eagles well Mike is taking the upset with the Titans Browns with a new starting quarterback in place who has to go back to his old girlfriend's house to get those last couple things. He ended up leaving a comb. He ended up leaving a pair of shoes. The Browns are in Houston. I'll tell you what, Cleveland wins this game, Michael. Cleveland wins this game. Cleveland might get to the playoffs. I got to go with the Texans. Sometimes you just got that upset. Sometimes you got that feeling. Sometimes you play on emotion. Or sometimes a guy that play hasn't played in two years may just be rusty. Unless we had illegal practices going on. And because everybody plays such by the rules, I'm sure that there is no way possible that that quarterback could have any sort of chemistry with his receivers. The Texans get a semblance of revenge and one of their few wins of the season because they're only going to get a couple. Seahawks, like you said, it was a rough one in overtime, and now they had to L.A. to take on the Rams. Man, the Rams need help, Micah. 
The Rams need help, Micah. But I'm going with the Rams. The Rams need help, but we're both <laughs> willing to pick the Rams because it just feels like right now, it's been long enough since we've heard Cooper Cup's name. Should he be on the mend? Is Matthew Stafford finally 100%? It seems like the lovable story of the Seahawks, they're just not putting it together right now. We're just both feeling the Super Bowl champs getting a win this past weekend. For me, some may have it different, but for me, this is actually the game of the weekend. The Dolphins and the 49ers. We have that coaching tree controversy. It's a stylistic matchup. One likes to go over the middle. The other team has a linebacker who hits everybody over the middle. Where are they playing at, Micah? I believe this one's in SoFi. Then if it's in SoFi, well, I'm going to go with the... Here's a tough one, Micah, because the Dolphins look good. I'm going with the Niners. But 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 here's the thing. If the Dolphins win, just know 49% of me said the Dolphins. 51% of me says the Niners. Well, just remember, if it's the other way around and you're wrong, I felt the way you felt, <laughs> just on the same on the opposite side. I'm taking the Dolphins ever so slightly. We're not just talking about a good, but a prolifically good offense that just keeps kicking it more into gears. I'm going with the Dolphins, even though you just said you're taking the 49ers. Chiefs, Bengals, is this the new Brady Manning watching Burrow versus Mahomes? Or am I wrong? Is it Mahomes versus Allen? Ah, you got to put Joe Burrow in the conversation. I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals in another upset. I got a few upsets this week. If I'm going to surpass you, I got to get some upset specials. You can't get past me if I feel the same upsets coming that you do because Jamar Chase is back. They found a run game in Joe Mixon. And as much as I would say my Super Bowl picks is Eagles versus Chiefs, I think this is one of those games the Chiefs learn from this loss to sew everything up for the playoffs, taking the Bengals, handing the Chiefs their last loss of the year. Saturday, the Colts, they head to Dallas to take on Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think the Cowboys win by double digits. Mark it down. Cowboys are clicking on all cylinders. And like you said, they're your pick for the Super Bowl to reach it. They'd probably be second to me right now. I did not know that that NFC lease was going to turn back into an NFC beast. The Cowboys are clicking. Parsons is dominant. Dak is leading this offense. And as long as you can keep getting that activity from or productivity from both running backs, everything looks good. Monday night, the Saints, they visit a place I'll be back soon, Tampa. I like Tampa Bay in this one, Micah. Brady needs one. If they're going to have any contention for playoffs, they need this victory. They need this victory. It's time for Brady to circle the wagons. This is why you bring in a Tom Brady. It's that veteran leadership. It's the poise in that locker room. Not to mention, week by week, that connection with Julio Jones has just become more and more lethal. I'm agreeing with Mike there. I like the Bucks to bounce back. Micah, let's see if I... Jump in first place after this week. That was you pick him. I want to thank Micah Frankel. Welcome back from Orlando. You can catch him on numerous websites. Sell behind the glass. Happy Thanksgiving to you, buddy. Joe Neal, the president. Don't forget Spotify, Apple Podcast. Don't forget at Mike Adams 2.0 on the Instagram. For Alyssa Ryan, Preston, John Michael, it's Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together.
Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 101.